the Goat of Popularity Podcast. Welcome back to the Cult of Popularity, the only cult that encourages independent thought. The thought of independence. True. You will. But if you don't agree with us, we will get mad. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's just take away from everything we just said. Yeah. <laughs> no, they can, they can think what they want. It's just that, you know, we'll get mad about it. We'll get mad about it. We welcome any, uh, any free thought. And if you dis- disagree or have a different opinion on something that we say on here, feel free to let us know. Yeah, leave comments. We'll leave comments on, on, the old, on the old pod beans. And on the pod beans. On the faces. Faces on the Instagrams, on the Snapagrams, on the Snapagrams, the Instas, the Instas, the Insta chats, Insta chats, Insta chats. Yeah. Say it's some. It probably is a, probably is an app out there called Insta chats. Probably. As always, I'm Trent and I'm Josh. And uh, this week we are talking about Borderlands video game series, TV series Gotham, and American Pie movie franchise. Movie franchise, yeah. Yeah. Not the uh, delicious treat. Or the song by Don McLean. Although I probably could talk about that song by Don McLean. It's a good song. Everyone yeah, knows that song. It's a pretty good song. Did you know every drunk person knows that song? Every drunk person. Like I've heard people say in that song that they don't sing. This will be the day that I die. Really? Yeah. Superstitious people. Yeah, like yeah, you're superstitious about it. It's like I just always kind of just you know mumbled or faded out of just to that specific part of the line. Yeah, I'm not superstitious at all. <sighs> I'm not even a little superstitious. I embraced it really when I sing it. Yeah. That's the wind in our Bees held up to the night sky. So much can be said for wishful thinking. What are we going to start with? All right. Now we're going to kick off with let's kick off with Borderlands. Borderlands. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? I mean, especially since what third one just dropped mm-hmm. a month ago now. A month or so ago. As of the recording of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As of the recording. If you're listening to this in 2021, it did not just drop. Potentially four is out. Yeah. Or the post Or five. Uh, I'll openly admit that I was not a big fan of the Borderlands series at first. It was actually you that encouraged me to give another go as far as playing multiplayer rather than just a single player yeah. campaign. Yeah, definitely. I've tried playing single player. When I first got it, I played with mates straight up and I had a good time. And then I played single player afterwards. And I just did enjoy it. Then we said you didn't like it. I was like, oh man, I played with someone. It's a lot more fun when you play with someone. It just doesn't captivate me playing by myself. Nah, not a fan of it by myself. But when we, when we played together, it was fun. We had some good times. Mm, no, it is good fun running around, shooting like weird, crazy psychos running around trying to kill you. Yeah, saving, saving each other from near death. Many times. Many, many times. Uh, no, it was it was really really fun playing it together. Uh, Borderlands Two is the only one in the franchise I have actually sat down and properly tried to play. Oh, I played both. I don't think I played the pre sequel though. Can't you have? Can't remember. They're all they're very similar. Yeah, <laughs> and based on what we've seen from Borderlands Three, mm-hmm. when we watched a few gameplay videos and we've you know looked at some reviews and things like that, it just seems to be much of the same thing, but just updated. Mm, updated. Memory skin like look very similar as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe, 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 maybe crack a little bit better. Yeah. A bit smoother. Like your character seems to move a lot better through the world, but it's definitely looks very much the same. Much of a muchness. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of hype around it, and I yeah, I don't see the hype being 
warranted for it. Definitely didn't. Uh, no, basically everything that we've seen, I won't be rushing out to buy it. I don't no, know. I'll definitely wait for that to come on sale if I get it at all. Or if it comes out, like the other way, I've got Borderlands 2 that becomes a free game on PlayStation Plus. Is there that in? That's good. I mean, it's a good spruik. If you've got into it, I think if you had friends that you could play with constantly, like you probably would go into it and that would have got you pumped and get it under three. I mean, like, it has so many elements to it like, that I do love, like, you know, it's fast paced, shooting. Then you've got the RPG elements with the guns, weapons, and everything else, and upgrading and changing and swapping and everything else. Like, I love that. But the whole time, you're playing for yourself, you're just. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, it, I feel like it's the story of it that gets that sort of let you down more than anything. Like I, like, I love the visual design of it, like the actual cartoony sort of style that it's drawn in mm-hmm. or animated in. It's not probably not drawn, but it's um, very cool the way they do it. I like that, that side of it. But the story is just not engaging enough for me. I like something that sort of sucks you in and you feel like a connection with your character and you feel like, yeah, we're going to fuck some shit up. These people screwed me over. I want to fuck them up. That is essentially the story of it, though. You do your boat, you know, handsome Jack fucks you over. You go and get your revenge and everything back. He's baiting you on the whole time. Just cool. I don't like that. I don't think there's any, like, emotional connection for you, though. Like... It's like there's good, like, the comedy aspect of it. Like, there's a lot of references throughout it, which is, like, to, to other things and jokes and everything else, which is good, like, nice, mild entertainment. Doesn't make me reach out and go, that's that's what I'm going to play right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe if you carry it like, have a kid at the start of it and they, like, executed him in front of you or something like that, you get that real, like, emotional connection. Probably going a bit far, but... Well, I'm pretty sure that is... Oh, really? That is, that is actually... Is, was there a specific game in mind that you just took that from? Uh, oh, you know what it is? Sort, no. of, sort of on par with The Last of Us. Okay, you know, no, I was thinking, not murder, but um, platform. Oh, well, we, 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 they take each other. They take each other and they murder your wife in front of you. Yeah. No, but like in the start of The Last of Us, when the, the outbreak for like the zombies or whatever they are starts breaking out, your main characters are running with your daughter and then there's like this soldier dude you try to protect her but he shoots her in front of you and then like you lose her so when then when your character meets Ellie the main sort of character in The Last of Us she's about the same age as what your daughter was so your character starts to build that connection like that yeah. Sequel that comes out so it doesn't early 2020 I think is it coming out well, well, it's like, it definitely has some good things going for it though. Does. love the platform He's annoying yeah, at times, but... He's like, annoying, but great characters. Like, they've got the most great characters, but most characters are mine. They're still not. Um, one of the cool things is, is that it does actually, I'm pretty sure it still would maintain the Guinness World Record for, I think I'm going to refer here. Yeah, to have... This was the first Borderlands game. So over 17 million generated weapons that you could get, which is a lot. It's kind of a lie, because it's... That's based on the fact different attributes and things that you can have then apply to you can modify the weapons. Oh yeah, they'll yeah, they get rolled and whatever you get, and because of the different things you can have, there's 17 million different possibilities of having. So literally you could have one gun which has like four different stats to it or abilities added onto it, you know. Yeah, I see. And then one of those just changes for that other. And then you can just move around. So then you've got yeah, the, yeah. the wires that are right. So it's gonna be the exact same gun, but it's like one attribute that's different to it. And, yeah, that can just keep moving over and over. Yeah. And that was the first one, and apparently it's the second one, and I would dare say the third one now as well. That would have increased and multiplied yeah. a lot. Something I saw that, was, that I thought was cool in the gameplay video that we were watching for the third one, though, was it looks like one of the characters you get can have, like, a, 
a mech suit, like a, a power up ability that you can sort of employ every now and again once you charge it up. Ultimate move. Yeah. Just calls it a mech. And then you just like, yeah, fuck everybody up and then go back to normal mode, mm. which is pretty cool. Mm. Very much so. It reminds me of, I think it's uh, Diva in Overwatch. Yeah, you play much Overwatch? Not much, but I've played a bit to pieces of my friends that play it. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. She's, there. She's like this, I don't know, I guess you would say like sort of anime cosplaying sort of looking character. Yeah. yeah she, her older movies to call in a mech for a time that can, she goes in and fuck shit up. Nice, nice. But it, was, it has spawned, it is quite a big franchise as well. Well, they have spawned, like, it's got novels that have been written based off it. Uh, it's comics that are out. And interestingly, the movie is in development, which could be cool. Could be very cool. I'd imagine they'd have to do it in, like, a semi-anime sort of style, like uh, animated CGI sort of thing. Oh, you get there. Thing. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, when no one has the only thing when development basically think I mean you've got maybe a green light in June this year. So it could be anything. I would prefer to see live action because obviously with like CGI where it needed to make put in for things where so I'm pretty sure they said that there was going to be, if not the claptrap from the series, a claptrap. Yeah. Yeah, but it's probably not going to follow any of the actual characters that have been in any of the only the playable characters that you can use in any of the series or the games. Makes sense. There's also spin-off games as well that were made. There was a Telltale game that was made, Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. That was yeah made by Telltale, which mm. is a bit sad because Telltale have sort of they're not fully gone out of business, but they sort of did file when they've been mm-hmm. taken over by someone else. Yeah, so absorbed by someone else. Most of their titles as well. But Telltale made some good games. They did. I wonder yeah. what got the the Batman one. Telltale Batman one. Yeah, really that's cool. It's a good series. There's also a series of books or novels as well, isn't there? They're, they're dubbed as pocket books. Were they? Yeah. Basically, like little books that you can read off your devices and things like that. Mm, not so sure. I imagine they would have been full novels. I don't know why I'm my fingers up giving a demonstration of how books may be. But uh, I did. About an inch, maybe? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it would be an inch. I doubt it would be an inch. Yeah, I mean, they were, it was an alright sort of game. I wouldn't say it's something I'd go out of my way to play unless, you know, I had friends to play it with mm. and, you know, we made a habit of it. That's it, yeah. We learned it that way. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, no, good game. Definitely has a lot of potential. I was really hoping they would add something extra in Borderlands 3. Um, but from what I can say, more of a reading route, far as reviews go, doesn't like that really added anything that's going to change it in any way. Yeah, that would be if you can go to different planets. That's true. Yeah, just not, it's not Pandora anymore. Mm, that's pretty cool. But Isn't Pandora the planet in Avatar as well? Is it you have never seen Avatar? No, I've seen Avatar. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Pandora is the planet in Avatar as well. Interesting. Yeah, but I don't think adding extra planets to go to, other than changing the scenery, doesn't change the gameplay. No, potentially some of the enemies, maybe. But... Mm. Well, that's still a bit like the enemies that were like, and whatever else. Enemies that were specific to certain planets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, all in all, Borderlands, should say, a bit meh. Mm. Definitely potential there. Fun, if, you, if you've got, like, you're having a party or something, or actually, I don't even know if you can play the split screen. Play the split screen. If you Probably play the split screen, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Can. Probably not. My dad goes off about that at the moment. Like, my little brother, I like, played a lot of games. And he's like, 
don't make enough games for a good club. I remember when you were a kid, you used to be able to sit down with your friends and you'd each have a controller and you'd play on like a split screen and stuff. You'd like, now it's all online and like they, they can't play together if they're local, they have to like just take it in turns and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I like the old days. No, it isn't. It's not at all. It's all about that money. <laughs> yeah, it was dollars. All about them dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, but yeah, so all in all, we, we've given Borderlands a pretty average sort of score. We, we, not really score, but we weren't overly wrapped with it. Mm, I think definitely overrated. People, you people talking about it, saying it's all this and bad chips, and I do disagree. Yeah. To the other point, saying that people sort of have put down, but I think it's actually very good. Is Gotham. Gotham. Yes. Gotham is very good. Gotham's awesome in TV series. I thought it was a great take on something, you know, obviously already existing stuff and went back and put a completely different spin on it. Now it's just focused on a different character from Batman. And it was, I think it was an awesome idea. I think it actually worked really well. Yeah. And it gave you a really good insight into the villains that make up Batman's world. Yeah, and that's the other thing I really like because, you know, there's, there's an argument that I've heard people say that all the villains wouldn't be there if Batman wasn't there because I guess in most origin stories, you can't see Batman. Well, they have some vendetta against Batman. That's why they start doing that shit. Mainly, if you watch the 1990s animated series of Batman, you, that's where you get that opinion from, I would say. But this puts in the thing that before Batman came around, they were already there. They were already bad. And he was needed to come in and help clean up the city. Yeah, it just basically makes it a bit more realistic. Like in real life, people are pieces of shit no matter what happens. It's true. There's varying degrees of how much of a piece of shit you are. <laughs> well, you and I are both pieces of shit, but we're the good kind. That's right. Shit don't stink. It's true. Uh, I really like all the different characters in Gotham. So, yeah, like, there were some that were a bit met, but there were some that were really, really well done. Mm. All the main characters were well done. Main characters were There was obviously more time and thought put into those put main characters and some of the other sort of throwaway ones. Mm. Where they were just put in there for a reference or just yeah, maybe just put in there for a reference to say, look, we did put it in there. Yeah. Yeah, like something really interesting that we both found out whilst doing a bit of research was I was under the opinion that, well, I had no, no real grounds or basis for this, but the, the reason they changed the actress that played Poison Ivy so many times was like due to the actor differences with the studios or, or whatever. Mm. But it turns out it was all, all meant to happen. It was meant to... It was just planned that way. It was planned that way. They wanted to show the evolution of... Ivy from, you know, little sort of poor orphaned girl trying to find her place in the world to this adolescent that was, you know, starting to realise that she could use her charms to oh, her, to her, what you were gonna say to her uh, benefit to a full-grown woman who knows exactly how to use those charms to her benefit. True. That's good. Yeah, you see a lot of good development with things all the villains that come through. Um, on how to start off and like you know Enigma becoming the Riddler and he's like went downward spiraling to insanity and becoming the Riddler oh that was an, another good one um, another one that I really do like because you don't get to see it too often if ever is uh, the Joker I think it's still, still up in the air whether or not um, Jerome will 
his brother, Jeremiah. Yeah. Just turns out he's a twin. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, whether or not he actually does, like, he fulfills all the um, criteria to be the Joker, or whether or not he actually becomes the Joker that Batman yeah. goes under fire is still a little bit ambiguous. And um, if he is the Joker, you can tell they were definitely sort of vibing off of Heath Ledger's mm. Joker. If it's mm. a guy not a bad or, thing. Not a bad thing, because that is a very, very good version mm. of the Joker. But yeah, no, I thought that was cool. As you can see, his, his story development. I mean, I guess, obviously, I mean, there's always been, I think, in the comic book, DC comic, of not saying who the Joker is. Like, it's always been like that. And obviously, that's been thrown out the window now with um, the Joker movie that just came out. Yeah, which is apparently is very good. Is it? Though. Have to check it out. I should check it out. But yeah, really good. Uh, a lot of people sort of gave up on it early on, but I thought it was. Mm. My, my brother, for one, he was one who gave up on it. He's like, well, that's not the penguin. Oh, look at him, he's nothing like him. And I was like, yeah, but it's, not, but it's still good. Like, it's still, yeah. the characters are great. You can see and they're their own characters. Big spoiler alert coming up right here. I think it's going to spoil a few of them a bit. I'm pretty sure I already told you, so sorry. It's okay. okay. Um, is the final two episodes, or maybe it was just the final episode, doing jump forwards 10 years. Mm. And so they go through and actually see all the characters in their more stereotypical comic book sort of features. So Penguin is actually, you know, bigger. And you see Edward Enigma as like Mueller and everything else in here. They all fit into those like stereotypical role, comic book roles. Yeah, did I think someone used to portray him as Jeremiah dressed as in a comic book costume very similar to Jack Nicholson's Joker at one point? Uh, I believe he does wear something very similar to Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yes. About the the, the big wide brim hat and the, the, the long... Sort of yeah, there is a yeah, his bit where he does wear like the big wide brim hat, mm-hmm. which is also very characteristic of the Joker from the... That's the one where he, um, where he tries to kill um, Batman. Maybe that comic storyline. It's where you usually see him where yeah. like the cut the comic picture of Joker wearing that one. I can't remember the storyline that is now. Which is very cool. Uh Catwoman, very good, very solid. Yeah, Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle does a good job. Um Firefly was actually a shocker, but I thought it was really good. Like it sort of came out of left field. Because I always thought of Firefly being a dude. Yeah, okay. Potentially actually I think Firefly was originally. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, yeah. Like I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all okay with yeah. like, with swapping genders on characters, only if it's if it adds value. If it's just for the sake of doing it, a la Ghostbusters, then yeah. um, it's not worth doing. You just it just seems you like you have to. It just seems forced and it yeah. doesn't yeah sort of seems like you've got an agenda more so than you're actually trying to do something of value. Another good arm. One was uh, Butcher's progression to turn into Solomon Grundy as well. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. I think Butch is a bit of a forgotten character from... He is a bit, isn't he? Long, but he's very good. Like, I think, was it... We looked at the Gotham wiki earlier. Yeah. And, there was and, and like, had, like, what, there would have been at least 20 or something different faces there, different characters. Even some, like, lesser, like lesser featured characters. And Butch was living on there. Yeah, no, poor bloke. Poor bloke doesn't get a guarantee. It was, which was a bit rough, but I think that sort of also exemplifies his character. Like, he was always sort of getting the short end of the stick. He was always someone's servant. You know, he was never, you know, even when he tried to branch out and be his own man, he ended up having to go back and work for someone. 
And unfortunately, I just realised I actually missed a very good opportunity to bring this up. Deliberately, we held this one back for you because we have a reference directly back to the TV show Firefly. God, here we go again. So, shoot. Oh, mate, this one's easy. Doesn't come much easier than this. Marina Backroom, who played Leslie uh, Tompkins. Yeah. So, yeah. Was one of the main cast of Firefly. And there's a character called Firefly in Gotham. There is, yeah. That's where I should have come you in. Should have <laughs> that's where I should have jumped in then when you brought that up. But, uh, yeah, there is. That is my direct link to TV show Firefly through Gotham. Thanks, Marina. Uh, what else was there that was really good, a good character work? I actually really liked um, Jervis Ketch, the Hatter, the Mad Hatter. Yeah, it was cool. He was really good. Cool. Really different, sort of like freaky, somewhat unhinged. Would jump from being psychotic to more man- man- manic or maniacal. Mm. And then back and forth, which was pretty cool. And uh, then he found out something about uh, the Marina and Ben. Yeah, so Rena Backer and actually ended up marrying Ben McKenzie, who played James Gordon, uh, IRL. Pretty sure she actually ended up leaving her current husband to do so as well. Pretty sure, yeah, controversy. Pretty sure when she left him, she was already pregnant with Ben McKenzie's child. Nice. She was attracted to that gruff Commissioner Gordon voice. She did seem forced sometimes, I think, because he was trying to be grumpy all the time. Was it, well, you don't know if he was trying to be grumpy all the time, but I think the way they tried to portray, portray him was a character with morals and everything else, you know, good upstanding, honest police officer, who unfortunately, due to the situations we at certain points, did have to compromise those. Yeah. I guess what would be considered a big tragic. True, very true. Uh, ben McKenzie also did the voice of Batman in Batman Year One. Which is all pretty cool. Which is very cool. Uh, all things considered. That's the uh, the animated movie. That is the animated movie. But yeah, it was a uh, it was an overall strong series. Very, very strong series. Uh, I've missed one of my favourite characters, I can't even believe we did that. Alfred. Yes, Sean Pertway as Alfred Pennyworth. Great. Because like normally you see Alfred in every other sort of iteration of Batman. You see him as this sort of, like, mild-mannered, subservient. Sometimes there's a moral compass for Batman every now and again where he was sort of like trying to mm-hmm. the line. But he's like, whereas Sean Bowie's version was very much like Cockney brawler. Like, <laughs> you want some, I'll give it you that sort of... I'm pretty sure, I swear he actually says that at some point. So, you want some? It's like, yeah, there's like, um, but yeah, no, great portrayal of Alfred. I think there's only, well, there's a version in the comics where he does have that full on military background. Before, well, I think in all versions he does, but like, where he's, it's much more yeah. very, very military before going to work for the Waynes, which, um, also ended up leading to the creators of Gotham. Was that yeah, Bruno Hellier and I think it was Bruno Hellier that was the creator, and then Danny Cannon drew, like directing and assisting as well. Could be completely wrong about that, so don't quote me. 
Um, but they they've also kind of, they also developed a new Pennyworth series, which goes back and focuses on Alfred Pennyworth before he went to work for the Wayans, which uh, I was really hoping was actually going to be like some sort of like it will be related, like it was the Alfred Pennyworth from Gotham, but they've said no, it's not, not at all. No, no link there. No, at all. which was uh, pretty. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, ben McKenzie also wrote and directed some of the episodes of the Bowman as well, which we mm-hmm. haven't mentioned before. It's pretty cool. He's very cool. When he yeah, you just said sometimes, especially with like, the lead actors, like to get in there and have a bit of a go. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bit of uh, creative control yeah. for their character, which is, which is always good to see. But yeah, Gotham, great series. Uh, it was, I would say, I thoroughly under, enjoyed it. I would say it was a little, it's a little underrated. Yeah, probably easily underrated. I think it's because people do get their backs up about the whole it's portrayal of different characters and the way it's done. Yeah, it doesn't fit with their concept of how it should all be and everything. Personally, I think it was cool. I think it was good to go do something different with it. I loved it. Yeah, no, I loved it as well. Definitely very different. TSA was pretty good though. American Pie. American Pie is good, I think. Yeah. Good film. The first film was really good. The, yeah, I mean, the first film probably is where it's all at. Yeah, definitely. That is, well, that is a cult classic. Can't say it isn't. No. It's got a lot of references, good characters. Good characters. And for myself personally, as a teenage boy watching it, there was a lot of nudity in it, and I was a fan of that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, as far as, like, a teenage, what, teenage rom-com, would you say? Eh, in a way. I don't know. Really More on the con than the rom, but, you know. Yeah, like, a, like just a teenage sort of rom Mm. Where they go off and they're trying to lose their virginity. It was good. Stupid, you know. What? Yes, at times childish humour, I guess. A lot of childish humour. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, there was the main series as well. I mean, I didn't see a lot. I haven't seen a lot of it. If I have, I don't remember them. I'm pretty sure I've seen number two. I know I haven't watched The Wedding. And I've definitely seen The Reunion. Uh, But even some of the spin offs were pretty good as well. Yeah, see, I don't think, I may have seen one of the sequels, God knows which one, or it would have either been two or three, I reckon. Let's see, like, it's, it was a good movie, I enjoyed it, but there was nothing there that made me really want to go back and see those characters again, I guess. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, some of the spin-offs were alright, like, um, Bandcamp was pretty good. And see, so they're the ones that I more don't want to watch, more so than the... The actual direct sequels, like two wedding and reunion, yeah. Because I mean, like, they're all directed every day, and they do seem more money grabbing than anything else. There is one of them. I can't for the life of me remember which one it is. I think it's, I think it's either Bandcamp or I'm pretty sure it's actually Beta House. That no, is Beta House. They they have this like competition with like a rival house. It must be Beta House, yeah. Anyway, they have this competition with this rival house, and one of the events is. Russian roulette, but they use a gun that's filled with canisters of horse cum. Oh. Then they have to put it in their mouth and pull the trigger. Nah, I'll put it, I reckon I'll take a bullet. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty rough. But the first movie itself was, I think it was so iconic because of the time that it came out. It was like the end of the 90s, but it was sort of exemplified what the 90s was all about. Mm. A lot of great 90s sort of music in amongst it. A lot of which didn't actually appear on the official 
Soundtrack? Yeah, looking at the soundtrack, it was really weird. Like, there was actually a shit assortment of songs on the soundtrack. I was actually looking at it's songs that, that were, yeah, were in the movie but didn't make the soundtrack. I'm like, there's so many of those songs. Yeah. Let's give me, I'll give you some examples of what did not make it to the soundtrack. There was Sam Chan Bob. That I've learned. Pretty sure one of these songs did. Don't know why it wouldn't have been that one. Uh, Celebrity Skin by Hole. A little bit weird. Probably the same one didn't make it onto the soundtrack, which was Mr. Robinson by Solomon Garfunkel. Uh, well, we've got One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Classic. Very iconic of the 90s. Um, this, more iconic of the 80s, I would say. Uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Yeah. Um, and a little sneaky nod to the... Uh, Spoilers. 
<laughs> really got away and put spoilers before the spoilers. Before, before the spoilers. So let's go. No, she did really well and she was now she hosts Full Life with Penn and Teller. And which is awesome. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of I can't remember what's his name, British wife that uh, Jeremy? Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was up with Jay. I don't, I don't know why they get rid of Jonathan Ross. I did enjoy Jonathan Ross. Well, I think it's because, because of the first couple of seasons were actually filmed in the UK. Filmed in the UK. Yeah. And they moved over, they, they got an American host because obviously America, we don't understand all that England talk. Must say, I do love Penn and Teller. Um, They're great. That Full Us is great. Their bullshit series was absolutely great as well. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, that was it. And what was the other one? There was one other one as well. Can't remember. And I think the premise of it was they would like to use the vaccine to figure out which one complete bullshit. It wasn't bullshit. Though. I think it was Penn Tell lied to you. Yes, I think that was it. Yes, yeah. thank you onto it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I digress. We'll go back to America. Go back to American Pie. Yeah, like speaking of break tar- breaking typecast as well, like Anderson Allison Hannigan seemed to have gotten away from the girl that put a flute in her pussy. <laughs> she did. The yeah. girl that went to band camp just yeah, one time. One time I mean, I'm sure she still just been with the stock industry. But I think it was good because, well, she probably said herself because she was already making it for herself before American Pie as well, though. She was in playing Buffy. Willow in Buffy. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, well, because, yeah, after Anthony Stewart Head left Buffy, because, you know, like, when they build the actors at the beginning, Anthony Stewart Head was always the one at the end who's like, and also, and... And he still had as Giles. Yeah. When he left the show in series six, Alison Hannigan went from being third build after um, Brendan, what's his name, who played Xander, um, to being the and Alison Hannigan as Willow. Yeah. So she got, yeah, final build as a character name. Nice. Talking of Alison Hannigan starring in Buffy. Did you know that Buffy was actually created by Joss Whedon? Fuck, here we go. And Joss Whedon also created Firefly. Fucking oath, here we go again. Just, you know, that's it. Two Firefly references, one episode. We're just going to go for the Holy Trinity next time, and I'm on. God, I hope not. Uh, She's very good, though. She's a very good actress. Like, there's even some some times in How Many Mother Weeks she sort of shows off her acting range. Where she can display a lot of emotion and stuff as well. No, and she was quite good in Willow. And uh, as Willow in Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she's been in a lot of other stuff, but there's amazing that she's done. She's definitely done. What's the thing? Well, I think she's done well to go from like Buffy. She got a good role as a memorable character in a movie, and they've had another memorable long-term character, long-term character long-term again in another successful movie. She's very, very show. smart with the way she's mm. her career, which is awesome. Um, yeah, and the whole, Marion Pye, great series. Uh, Fun fact that we did find was that uh, Eugene Levy wasn't originally going to be Noah Levenstein. It was originally going to be Bill Murray. No, it was originally going to be Bill Murray was considered for the role. Rothford, the role, maybe. Which I don't think would have worked. No, I reckon Eugene Levy was the right choice at the end. Yeah. He's that sort of, like, you sort of expect Bill Murray to be a bit sort of loud and out there and a bit. Eugene Levy, who did not play. The teacher in Ferris Wheelsdale. No, or in um, Richie Rich. Oh, we were rocking out as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, he. I think Eugene Levy's really good though because he's got that that balance where he 
He seems so considered the reason, sort of like nerdy from the outlook. But then, like, he starts talking about stuff and saying stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, this guy's actually a little bit of a gangster as well. He's Eugene Levy. Jim's character, even if the movie is crap, I find Eugene Levy's character is usually dull just because he betrays. Like, he, he always does seem like teach or something, though, doesn't he? Yeah, have you seen um, he's called The Man with him and Samuel Jackson? No. It's a really good movie. He played a different type of character, isn't he? Yeah, he's still a bit sort of dirty, but he sort of becomes more aggressive as the, the show rolls on. There's another movie he's in where he, I think he plays the principal of the school. It's not uh, it's not the best movie I mean, it's good for a watch. Oh, what? Oh, really, this is going to bug me now, I'm not going to remember the name of this movie. Have you seen the movie? Bunch of kids. I think it has Shia LaBeouf in it. It does. It's Shia LaBeouf, the Buff, Beoff. Beoff. I can't pronounce his last name. Beowulf. Beowulf. <laughs> um, pretty sure he's in it and he plays. It's not him. Someone looks a lot like him. So like like, yeah, oh, I bet this kid that ended up coming up while this was in high school and come with a group and they create like a special needs class, that's right. But they're like, it's they basically make it so they can go off and do everything. Something else. I really I really need to find this movie. Look, next podcast, I'll get back to you on this. I'm gonna find the movie, I'll tell you all. What it is. It's not the greatest movie, so don't like me holding your breath. But it is worth but you'll get an It's worth a watch. If you know what the movie is that I'm talking about, please leave comments and tell me. Yeah, the actual location where the high school was filmed in Long Beach, California. Uh, it was only I think it was like five miles from uh, where they shot Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Donnie Darko. And Donnie Darko. Yeah. Again, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, not starring Eugene Levy. Not starring Eugene Levy. He could have done it, though. He could have pulled it off. Look, if they ever had to remake it, please never remake Ferris Bueller's Day Off, by the way. Just put that <laughs> But if you had to, you could use Eugene Levy. Although, yeah, you could probably use the original actor, who's now currently in the movie, probably checked it out after yeah. I stuffed it up last time. Um, the other thing is um, the scene where Jason Biggs' character is talking to Nadia. Where they're, the they're in the room and she's, she's naked. Mm. And they're mm. like, they're streaming it. So yeah. So all of his friends think they're naked. Yeah. The uh, people watching, is actually, that's actually band members of Room 183. There you go. Another little 90s nod. Yeah, for everyone. One of their songs featured in the film. But apparently they, I can't remember which one it was, but apparently one or two of their names were like, uh, one of the band members got credited. Oh, it was Mark. It was Mark, yeah. One of the band members was mistakenly credited as being one of the other ones who I think came later, and then another one had their name spelled in, like their last name spelled Yeah, Travis Mark. Yeah, it was spelled with like a really weird spelling. Yeah, he's got like a burger or something. B E R. <laughs> but no, look, Visual American Pie, I enjoy it. Um, really kind of like I've seen parts of like the direct to DVD ones, like the band, I mean, it might have been band camp or potentially another one. And yeah, I didn't like it. I think Peter Dinklage is in one of them. Really? Well, if it's not him, it's <laughs> someone that's very similar to him in stature. <laughs> very well put. Yeah, I think the other. That was good. I think we'd get away with that. That's PC that enough. That was good. Definitely wasn't Vern Troyer. No. Vern Troyer is very distinct. He is. Very bald. Very bald. <laughs> but I guess you could put a wig on him. You could put a wig on him and make him not bald and look different. 
Yeah, no, Mary Pie, very good. Summing up, Borderlands, average. Gotham, awesome. American Pie, pretty good. Mary Pie, this it's one of those movies you should watch. Yeah. Especially growing up, like... You, you know, grew up in the 90s and you, you for some reason, didn't watch it. I don't think you had to grow up in the 90s. Like, you know, in high school, you know, got your mates around you and watch some old movie, a bit of a laugh and everything else. I reckon American Pie would be a good choice. It was a good choice. Could it go wrong? Not as good as Road Trip, though. No, probably, no, not as good as Road Trip. I actually do prefer Road Trip over American Pie. We may, we may delve it, uh, dive a bit deeper into Road Trip on a later episode. I'm not sure if it's in the hat, but we can still. I don't think it is. I don't think. I don't think it is. We stumbled across Road Trip Boss when we were fucking Sean and Scott. Yeah, we both completely forgot about it that it existed. But it is good, despite the fact that we forgot that it existed. <laughs> it was good to be reminded of it. Yeah, it's one of those, it was a pleasant surprise. But yeah, I guess it's time to, to consult the hats. To consult the hats. Let's do it. Again, we still haven't got labels on hats, so we still don't know what the hell we're pulling out of where, but we'll give it a crack. All right, then. First one I've got here is Hi Video Games Tomb Raider. Tomb nice. Raider series. All right, and through the next hat. Got the movie hat by the looks of it. Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Classic uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Action. What do you reckon? Should we touch a bit more to Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, we'll probably, we'll, probably, we'll probably stretch out Leslie Nielsen-ness mm. beyond just Naked Gun. Definitely do. I reckon Police Squad. Yeah. I feel like Police Squad's like a precursor to Naked Gun anyway. Yeah, and probably Flying High as well. Yes. Or aeroplane, as it's known in America. Uh, which means this better be the TV hat. Well, we would hope so. Yeah, here you go. What's that? Got Invader Zim. Invader Zim. Oh. Oh. Sorry. I do like Invader Zim. I do like Invader Zim. Zim. They've just uh, recently released that. Movie the Netflix special on Netflix, which I still haven't watched yet. There you go. I'm tell you something before we go into the next episode about Invader Zim. Did you know that I used to always think Gur sang the Do song? Not the Doom song, the Do song. I did not know that. But that's gold. He was going to sing the Do song now. Do, 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 the Doom song. Yeah, I, I'm fully aware these days that it's the Doom, Doom song. song. That looks like that's us for another another week. We've got uh, another one in the bag. In the bag. So go check us out. We're on, on the faces, the instas, the twits. Our website, cottonpopularity.com. That's it. But uh, jump on the faces, the instas, the twits. Give us a like, give us a follow. Give us a follow. Feel Keep free it. to interact with us. Do it. Leave comments. Let us know. Thoughts. Maybe if you've got something that you want to hear us do, let us uh, know. Let us know. Give us a shout. Give us a shout and uh, never know. Maybe we'll be able to do that episode, TV show, video again. Yeah. Maybe we'll give you a shout out. I reckon we should. Yeah, that's fair. Plenty fair to give. You put something there that we want to do, 100%. Get a shout out. Mm. Just, just a shout just out. Just Sorry. We, can't, we, we haven't got much more. We can't do much more than that. Till next time. And listen to the cover popularity. Cop that. <laughs>